bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Quarantined Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus, like we're talking about reality TV. Another week in quarantine, another strong step toward full-blown insanity, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. I'm turning into Russell Crowe from A Beautiful Mind, except without the beautiful mind. <laughs> Or the money. Mm, and I'm turning into Jabba the Hutt <laughs> without <laughs> another language. Or the money. <laughs> or the wonderful world of Star Wars. I mean, Jabba the Hutt, I wish, okay? Like, where the fuck has Jabba the Hutt been? He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's and dead. also, t- I'll tell you what else. You know what died with Jabba the Hutt? Ewoks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, that's In my right. opinion. And they, and they died with the Ewoks, too. In my opinion. That's the same one. I agree with you. That is, in my Return opinion. Return of the Jedi, my dad. That's it. Famous, one of the world most famous assholes. One of his wonderful quotes was known as saying, he loves Star Wars, and he probably took me, I, I probably went in a, in a baby carrier with him to go see it, <laughs> quite frankly. Okay. With Return of the Jedi, which could have been the only one I liked because I was a tiny kid, and he's like... I don't know. That one's just so unrealistic. There's no way those little animals <laughs> could have built that whole village. They don't have thumbs. They don't have opposable thumbs. And I'm like, that's the one that you take issue with, Dad? Interesting. Interesting. Because the realism and I mean, the realism in Star Wars one is just. Well, the realism incredible. from the beginning. Uh, people living on multiple planets, people living a galaxy yeah. light years and galaxies away, right? Farming on like what is basically like a Mars in a distant galaxy. Yoda, Yoda, three PO, okay, R two D two, yes, Darth Prince, Vader, Princess Leia's the, hair, the Emperor, <laughs> the Force, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Just right now, I'm sparked to thinking like, huh? I guess I'm a star. When they say <laughs> that, when they go. What do you prefer? This is nerds now talking. You okay. probably haven't ever had this conversation. Warning, warning, but- <laughs> nerd talk happening. Nerd talk. But but uh, there are some people listening that will understand what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> when you've been asked, um, well, which do you prefer? Star Wars or Star Trek? And then, you know, it isn't until this moment that I realized, like, Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure the 14 yeah, listeners obviously. all knew you were going to pick Star Trek. <laughs> It's uh, cute you're just having your own self-realization moment here. Yeah, well, when it's... When I, I've just... The, 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 the gravity and the levity and the brevity and the bravity <laughs> and the, um, you know, levity live of it all. Uh, yeah. The cavity. Me, the cavity. The, 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 the corona-y. The Hannity. The Hannity. The Sean Hannity of it all. <laughs> And ask yourself, ask yourself, ask yourself, really ask yourself, Star Wars or Star Trek? 
and then answer and go neither why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you can't if you go neither then you're done but if you can answer that question okay answer it answer it go ahead and answer, answer it. it and you know what let, let us know let us know we, we have nothing but time nothing so go ahead and leave a comment and let me know let me know yeah star trek or star wars let's talk about it i mean i am gonna go out on a limb and say star wars is got is cooler it's got more street cred star trek is more for <laughs> you know it the historian in one it's more for the outcasts mm-hmm and, you know, Star Wars is more of like the hipster in the group. I think that's a wonderful way to say it. I think Star Wars is, you're right. It is more hipster. And, and then really, I roll in them. like Regina George, like, you're all tools. And right. Good night. <laughs> and then I walk away and everyone's like, we right. can't stand her. Yeah. You walk, <laughs> you walk up and go, I don't travel to Mars. <laughs> I stay on this planet because that's where we're, we are. We don't go into the space. Just go watch Star Trek, okay? <laughs> you've you've now made your claim. You I'm are going to be my claim. expected to get some type of Star Trek tattoo somewhere. A small one, Mamau. A small <laughs> one. Ooh, what do you? Th- okay, we'll see. We'll think about it. I'm sure Sarah Decker has got some hmm. ideas. Now we want to say happy birthday to Christine mm-hmm. Stoffels, okay? Christine Stoffels, paging Christine Stoffels. <laughs> Christine Stoffels, Christine Stoffels, uh, Christine Stoffels, where are you playing? Dude, Johnny would always page Tammy. Paging Mr. Tammy. Mr. Tammy to <laughs> Mr. the principal's Tammy office. To the principal's <laughs> office, Mr. Tammy. Paging mm-hmm. Christine Stoffels to the principal's office. Bitch, happy birthday to you, okay? Feliz cumpleaños to you. <laughs> Christine, thank you Christine. for being a Patreon subscriber for 20 months, Mammy Out. Wow. We're just going to call it two years. Wow. Christine is a $2 Patreon subscriber, which means she listens to both podcasts. Wow. We do two podcasts a week. For, In addition to this one. For your listening pleasure. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to one, if you want to su- subscribe to one, you can do $1. If you want to subscribe to two, you both, you can do $2. Christine is there for us. Mm. She hasn't let us down. Mm. And for that, she gets a happy birthday. She gets a happy birthday. I'm going to say Christine, based on the picture of her and her family. Yes. Are Star Wars because they are very, very attractive. Now, meow, meow, before we get to the photo. Christine's husband, Steve. Now, they don't share a last name, so I like to think it's just Christine's baby daddy. So, Steve. (laughs) Already more Star Trek, but go on. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) Don't fuck this up, Steve, because you haven't put a ring on it. No, peep, I'm sure he has. But I love that Christine's like, I'll be keeping my last name. I believe the woman who gets married but keeps her last name is into Star Trek. Go on. (laughs) So, Steve basically, you know, tweeted at us and said that, she was having a big birthday, mm-hmm. and would we make her a video, like a cameo-style video? And I right. to, to that which I replied to Steve, <laughs> no. So we will not be doing any cameo videos. Mm-hmm. We will be doing anything we'll be doing via Patreon video. So if anyone wants a shout-out, guess you better sign on up for that Patreon. <laughs> so, And if I'm going to be putting hair and makeup on, <laughs> it's going to definitely be within the realm of someplace that we are comfortable Buell. Yes. I will only do it if I'm Buell. I will only do it if I'm Buell. So 
lucky for Steve, because <laughs> um, Steve was going to have to go right on over there and sign her ass up. But uh-huh. she was already signed up. And plus, and her name sounded familiar anyway. And it's like, oh, my God. So we gave Steve the email knowing he won't right. abuse it. Right. And here's the, the note that he okay. sent. Brandy and Julie. Christine is having a big birthday on April 3rd, and she will lose her mind when she receives a <laughs> shout out from you. She listens to your podcast with her headphones and literally cackles with laughter and snorts out loud. She rewinds, puts you on speaker and plays segments for me and our two kids, Diego and Lola. You bring so much joy and happiness to her um, during some challenging, anxious times. Wow. I am so grateful to the two of you. Thank you so much for your art and creativity, your humanity, and your willingness to send some love to a big fan. I'm attaching a photo of Christine and our family, Diego, Lola, and Beso, our dog. Well, je suis. Like, Steve turns out to be the catch of the century. Wow. Um, Christine, I want to make love to your entire family, including your dog. <laughs> so you can go ahead and rewind that and play that for Diego, Lola, and, and Beso. Yeah. They are Beso. fucking gorgeous. Yeah, and I don't I mean, know what big birthday this is for Christine, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say 35. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They all look like siblings. <laughs> Like every one of are them. Are you guys in a sister wife situation? They here? all look like sister wives. I mean, even the dog. I mean, they're all everything about this picture. It's everything is you guys. pinnacles. Every single thing. Pinnacles. The background. The 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 the, the lightature. Sh- the, sh- the chandelier. The chandelier. Now in the t- plant behind her. Everything about it. Everything. Steve. Well, first of all, Christine, you're on groundation because you know you're supposed to send. A postcard from postsnap.com or postcard.gov and go online and how to send a postcard and then you just send it over. When I saw that there was a family floating around like this that that is pretending to listen to this podcast, I was like, why has this Here's what's gonna Gorgina family not been yeah. on our board? One day they're going to open the door and it's going to be me and you <laughs> in tat rags. Like with we're, we're, we're going to have that stick yes. with the handkerchief yeah. on it. And we're going to be like, hello. <laughs> So sorry to bother you. We didn't know how we one ended- day. You mean we two weeks from now? <laughs> we didn't know how we ended up here. We're, we're not sick or anything. We we just need a place to stay. We yeah. printed out your picture, your guys' picture on Julie's Epson printer, and it will be going up because it, we could not deny it. And I want you to know that when when we first got it, Julie and I sat and tried to figure out. Like she thought you guys were in Colorado. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe New Mexico or mm-hmm. Arizona. Mm-hmm. So. They look healthy. They look fit. They look like they go into the outdoors. It looks well, they're, like yeah, they're in a, a very upscale, almost like a Southwest vibe for this photo. They're sitting on their couch. They're in their wonderful home. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they have a lot of money. I mean, listen, we just spent <laughs> my birthday in Aspen and we know what. Wow. Chef's kiss money. Chef's Southwest kiss. money looks like. Okay. I mean, so chefs, I mean, and when you are with this family and when you're living this life, you're like coronavirus, <laughs> beso. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? mean? Honestly. Yeah. Like, let me roll around with the dog in how cute is that in dog? the aspirational life <laughs> of these people. So Christine, have the best birthday. Her birthday's not yeah. until April 3rd. What a time to have a birthday. You know what I mean? I mean, say I know that it's weird and it's coronavirus and everything, but like this is the year that you're going to get to look back and go, remember the year of the plague? And I turned whatever. Yeah. You know? And don't let this be the stopping of the shout out birthday. Everybody give Christine some love. I yeah. mean, we love her. We love you. We we printed it out. And God knows we keep that printer ink like we are guarding it for our lives. We're going to leave this house <laughs> with a couple cans of tuna and that printer cartridge. So. And Steve, you're welcome. <laughs> 
And we love you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you for reaching out and doing that for it's your cute. wife. I'm sure she's yeah. like, Steve, I really wanted like Teresa Giudice. <laughs> I mean, that's neat that you got me dumb gay politics. But like the least you could have done was like, you know, Dorinda. <laughs> All right, so then we also got, we did get someone who did it right, someone who knows the way to our hearts, is Elizabeth Dean. She sent her pictures, got them printed out on Shutterfly, and sent them over. Okay. Which is what we want, you guys. So, like, again, you can go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and sign up, or you can get our address. Or you can go to julianbrandy.com for our address. We want your pictures. What are you doing except sitting at home right now? Go through your picture app on your phone. Find the best picture of you, the most, the best, b- biggest filters on it that you, where you're getting your life the best, mm-hmm. and then just upload it right to postcard.com or postsnap.com and have it sent here. Yeah. And we'll get a bushel of postcards with coronavirus all over them, and it'll yeah. make us so happy. And we'll, and we'll finish with our bulletin board, and we'll never bother you again. <laughs> so Elizabeth Dean sent, um, along with her picture, she, she sent a letter. And the letter says, hey, guys, here are a couple of photos for the drug dead. One photo is from happier days when I went on a rolling pub crawl in Chicago. Yep, I roller skated and drank down the gay strip of bars and survived. Sure, I had some bruises the next day, but I wish I could do it all over again. And someday you'll be able to. The other photo is me holding slash wrangling my partner's fat cats. We just moved in together, so now I'm a cat stepmother. I'm so grateful that we are living together and not stuck in separate apartments during this trying time. Julie and Brandy, thank you for entertaining us. I've seen Julie perform in Chicago a couple times, and I saw you both at the Michigan Women's Music Festival. Hang in there, Elizabeth. Well, one of those times in Chicago, I was actually there too, so who knows? <laughs> who knows if you saw us there, but... Um, Michigan is like one of our best memories oh and hopefully God. we saw your boobs Elizabeth because we saw a lot of boobs and all of our boobs are okay <laughs> that's right and every boob we've ever seen is just a, a gift from God mm-hmm. and hopefully you had yours out wearing a tool belt and doing a tent and we just walked by and said oh look at her titties and then we never <laughs> knew you'd come back flying back into our lives like an angel on roller skates so thank you for your picture you're a role model to anyone else listening whose pictures mm-hmm. we don't yet have that's right now it's time to check in with the new hit comedy show that's sweeping the nation, Meow Meow, Coronavirus Live. Hey there, Corona, what's it like in New York City? Heard you got 4,000 cases, man, that number's pretty shitty, what to do? No toilet paper by the loo Can't make a poo Hey there Corona Times are getting pretty hard Can't believe that just three weeks ago Was paying bills with this guitar Now things are bad Can't pay my rent, it's pretty sad My landlord's mad Oh, I'm stuck in quarantine Just seems so bizarre Cause we got planes and trains and cars And that's exactly where you seem to stay We all just made fun of you with love Because we kind of knew you wouldn't really come here anyway Corona, I can promise you That by the time that we get through The world will never ever be the same And you're to blame 
we'd let you guys know that during the time of shit vid 19 we are tabling the usual eye of the shitstorm segment so we can give you our weekly recap of the brand new white house press conference comedy otherwise known as coronavirus live <laughs> the headliner of the show is the well-known stand-up comedian and president of the united states donald trump he used to share the stage with newcomer to the scene dr anthony fauci the plucky head doctor on the coronavirus task force who played the yin to trump's yang but as we know, Trump doesn't like to share the spotlight. And Dr. Fauci was a feisty little scene stealer who charmed his way right up the show. But he's not the only one who's been demoted. There used to be a hilarious cast of rotating guest stars that changed every day. Past guests include homophobic <laughs> Christian comic and vice president Mike Pence, treasury secretary and scary clown Steve Mnuchin. The world-famous pass-around party bottom and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and most recently, scrotum-juggling buffoon and Attorney General Bill Barr made an appearance at Monday's press briefing in full Elton John drag. The crowd really went wild, didn't they, Meow Meow? They sure did. But after Monday, the guest stars steadily dwindled until Sunday's episode of Coronavirus Live just featured Trump alone at a podium in the White House Rose Garden with his whole supporting cast being used as seat fillers. If you haven't seen an episode yet, check it out. Coronavirus Live is on every day on every news and network channel. The schedule is always changing, but you can go to whitehouse.gov slash live to find out what time <laughs> it's going to be on each day. This week, they moved it to the afternoons around 5 East Coast time and 2 p.m. West Coast time. The questions from the press are always the same, and the answers from Trump and his team are always lies. So there's nothing to really do but sit back and enjoy the comedy <laughs> and the live trolling that's going on on Twitter. <laughs> and they do deliver the comedy, okay? Mainly Trump, who is in a fantastic fantastic fucking mood living for his new show which apparently is getting incredible ratings here he is talking about how good the ratings for coronavirus live are while he's on coronavirus live <laughs> mr president thank you uh, earlier this afternoon you had tweeted that there are on average 8.5 million americans tuned into these daily press briefings yet there are some networks out there uh, that are you know I'm yeah. concerned about taking these briefings. No, what I happened? Exactly you lost what your question no, that I've they're making that. you ask? What do you say to Well, I've read detractors? that CNN doesn't want to cover them. I've read that, except they can't help them because the ratings are so high. Uh, <laughs> you know, if the ratings were low, they wouldn't be here. This man wouldn't be here in a hundred years. You could bet your life that he would never be here. Why? They go to every CNN and all their they go to every briefing. Because we help their ratings. We help. We lift up their ratings because their ratings are very low. But... For the most part, I haven't heard that. I will say the Washington Post has a drive on not to go to the president of the United States News Conference because, frankly, so many people are watching. We're getting the word out. We're getting the accurate word out. And a lot of people are happy about it, and a lot of people aren't. But I think the American public, ultimately, they should be the decider. It's like, if they don't want to watch, they shouldn't watch. And we shouldn't have bigger ratings than The Bachelor or as the New York Times said, we have Monday night football type ratings. Now, I didn't say that. I have no idea what they are, in a sense. But I know that the Times, right. they say it's all the news that's fit to print. I say it's all the news that's not fit to print because I think <laughs> they uh, are not honest people. But that's OK. But they can't help it. But even they said that the ratings are like Monday night football ratings and that these are like bachelor finale that's their end when the big deal happened i have no idea what happened because i'm too busy working on this someday you will tell me what happened 
So, uh, no, I think it's terrible. When they don't want the President of the United States to have a voice, you're not talking about democracy any longer. Please. Thank you very much. Uh, we don't have a choice. I don't think people, first of all, I think people would not watch if Monday Night Football was on and the Bachelor finale. <laughs> I think they wouldn't watch this. Yeah. But maybe it has something to do with the fact that no one can leave their house and we're all scared of dying. Yeah. So it's really the only show called If You're Scared of Dying, Tune In Here. The news people go to every single thing that they're going to have to offer at the White House. They're not going to not go like, I don't know. That, um, that meeting between Trump and the... Um, Irish president that doesn't sound like it's going to have good ratings so we're not going to cover that we're not just not we're not going to go we're not going to go no it doesn't work like that it's like a teacher thinking they're popular because their class showed up it's almost mandatory (laughs) viewing bro like we almost don't even have a choice it's like it's like they play shows in prison and they're like can you believe how popular this show is in the prison it's like that's what you played they're stuck (laughs) there yeah they don't have a choice that's the way i feel like the level of delusion well he's bragging about the ratings but not for nothing the show isn't as good as it was last week kind of like tiger king it got a lot less funny when the shit got real And much like Joe Exotic, Trump's need to be the only one in the spotlight has made Coronavirus Live a lot less watchable. It's so true. And you know what? The biggest piece of the puzzle that's missing is Dr. Fauci. (laughs) I personally thought he was a sexist little tool, but he's the only one on the task force that anyone trusts. And I like Dr. Burks, the lady doctor with the scarf. But Mm -hmm. Dr. Fauci was her mentor, and he was always pushing her out of the way with all the other men. So (laughs) she's just more of like a comforting presence anyway. And she has some kind of background in the AIDS epidemic. So I basically just pretended she was Jennifer Garner's character from Dallas Buyers Club because I'm apparently also a sexist little tool. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) You can't be saying this is a woman. So Dr. Fauci and Trump spent all last week in a coronavirus contradictory fart competition until finally Fauci lost when he shit the bed in an interview with Science Magazine where he contradicted Trump for the last time saying, when Trump gets it wrong, there's nothing I can do but try and give the right information the next time. What am I supposed to do? Push him away from the microphone? (laughs) And that was the last time anyone heard from Dr. (laughs) Fauci. So here's Trump on coronavirus live pretending that he hasn't fired Fauci and that he likes him and he has no problem with him, even though he's mysteriously not at the press conferences anymore. Uh, where is Dr. Fauci right now? Why is he not this briefing? Will, will he attend future ones? Oh, and- I, he just, I was just with him for a long time. And, um, Sound is terrible. Oh, he's at the task force meeting right now. We have a task force meeting. He is there. Oh, he doesn't even know where he is. Does he agree with you about the need to reopen the economy soon? Well, he doesn't uh, not agree. We had a long talk. <laughs> he understands this tremendous, uh, there's a tremendous cost to our country, both in terms of lives and in terms of uh, economics and in terms of many, many years of rebuilding something that was a fine-tuned machine. It was nobody's fault. It just happened. This horrible virus came from wherever and it just happened it just happened <laughs> i mean he doesn't uh, not agree he doesn't agree i don't man. know where he is he could be dead i, like, uh, I mean Fauci he might have coronavirus and listen no, as of not here because two days ago i said the virus literally and logistically and realistically came from china back up very soon yeah, yeah and he'll probably be back up very soon but also he won't be back up here no, ever again and no. you'll never see him again and if you do it'll be for two seconds but he will never stand on the stage with me again no if you want to see dr fauci you're gonna to have to look uh down <laughs> and uh you know find him in a in the place where all the little elves live yeah and, go look uh, under your rug it. and see if you can find the sexist <laughs> little tool under there but he ain't gonna be on the stage after talking about pushing me out from the microphone <laughs> 
And yeah, no, he's fine. I agree with him. He agrees with me. He doesn't agree with me, and I don't agree with him. I don't know who agrees with who, and it doesn't matter. And this- that's and that <laughs> as and that that encapsulates the entire administration right there. As with any popular new show, a slew of copycats came down the pike, but none really caught on. Like New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's new morning show, Good Morning New York, it's me, Andrew. (laughs) It's a nationally televised show, but it mainly deals with New York and their battle with Trump and COVID-19 and how New York has it worse than anyone else. And like any good egomaniac television star, Trump is horrified that Cuomo got his own show, (laughs) which is one of the main reasons that he's out here simping on his ratings. Never mind that Trump is the fucking president and has had a platform to address the nation for four years. He's so insecure about Andrew Cuomo that he's even talking shit about him directly on Coronavirus Live. Here's what he says when a reporter confronts him about saying the nation's governors need to do more. Some of the governors are not appreciative of of what the federal government's done, and you've suggested that some of these governors are not doing everything they need to do, like that these governors are Cuomo. Can you be specific? What more in this time of... Well, I think we've done a great job for the state of Washington, and I think the governor is a failed presidential candidate, as you know. (laughs) Jay Inslee. leveled out at zero uh, in the polls. Uh, He's constantly chirping and... I guess complaining would be a nice way of saying it. We're building hospitals. We've done a great job for the state of Washington. Uh, Michigan, all she does is she has no idea. He doesn't know their names. He just calls them the state's name. Oh, it's the federal government. And with this one, he calls them the woman. Gretchen Whitmer. You know the care we've taken of New Jersey. I think if you ask Governor Murphy of New Jersey, how are we doing? I think he'd say great. I think. He's a Democrat. Governor Cuomo has really said we're really doing a great job. And I saw the news conference where he was thanking the people from FEMA, the people from Army Corps of Engineers this morning. I mean, they built a hospital like in three and a half days. And it's a big hospital in the Javits Center. And they're building medical facilities in different parts of New York. And Governor Cuomo's been appreciative. But, you know, a couple of people aren't. We have done a hell of a job. The federal government has really stepped up. Yeah, okay. The federal government has really stepped up. And these governors are not telling me I'm doing a good job. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) These people work hard, okay? And even if what they're doing is, who knows? Maybe they're stealing money. Maybe they're (laughs) skimming money. Maybe they're laundering money. Maybe I'm laundering money. But I'm still doing a good job. What the fuck? (laughs) And then they follow up the question again. Like, what more do you need them to do? Like, shoot it to a straight. What what needs to happen? Motherfucker has to follow the question up again. What I'm asking is what more specifically do you so want? So maybe you didn't understand. Uh, All I want them to do, very simple. suck I want my them dick. to be appreciative. Yep. I don't want my them ass. to say things that aren't true. I want them true. to be appreciative. <laughs> like We've my butthole. And I'm not talking about me. Know. I'm talking about Mike Pence. The and what's his name again? Force. Mike I'm Pence. I'm talking about <laughs> FEMA. The Army Corps of Engineers. Ziba, Okay. Now they're going in and right? building literally right? they're going into hotels and renovating they do. hotels. Yeah, they're renovating they're hotels. hotels. They're turning hotels. Do. I do hotels. Why are they copying right. me doing hotels? Army hotels are my thing. So teed up and so stocked up. The Army is so stocked up. They can't wait to get out there. There's no games with these people. No, there's no games. There's no golf game. I got the golf game. I've got all the games. I've got all the games. Okay. It's going to be huge. Good, man. So hugely, I'm gonna have all the games, okay? Engineers, when, I'm have all the games. When somebody <laughs> for political reasons wants to blame, I'm gonna have all the games. They're incredible people, Seba, Seba, Abima, Abima, Adira, Abima, Alima, an actual Lima, an actual Lima. 
Aviva Drasha is a friend. It's supposed to be ready in three and a half weeks. Because it's under maintenance, a big maintenance contract. We were able to get it done quickly. Do you understand what a contract is? We were able to stock it up. Very low, very huge. Top, and it's top. leaving tomorrow at two o'clock. It's leaving Virginia. They ask him what he wants him to York do, and, and is he just talking about uh, how good he is? Weeks yes. ahead of schedule. Yes. Do you understand how good we're doing here? I think just the media and, and the media is telling lies. It. And okay. I have to say, the media has okay. been pretty good, and oh. the governors have been really good, except for a couple. A couple. And with them, it's except for a couple. Political. How's Trump doing? Okay. Oh, well, a couple. I don't know. You know, okay. let's blame because we have done. We have done. A job the likes of which nobody Nobody's seen. seen. Nobody has seen. I think they should be appreciative. I think they should be appreciative. When they're not appreciative to me, they're not appreciative <laughs> to the Army Corps, they're not appreciative, <laughs> appreciative to you, they're not appreciative to SEMA, they're not appreciative to DEMA, they're not appreciative to Lima. They're appreciative to Ivana. Oh, Mike Pence. I don't think he sleeps anymore. Good. He's a vampire anyway. He's a fucking energy vampire, a Bible vampire. I say, Mike. Don't call the governor of Washington. You Go call the governor. I am the governor. You better work, bitch. It doesn't make any difference what happens. The governor of Washington? No, Mike, you know what don't I'm call saying? the governor. If they don't treat you right, I don't call. You want a Lamborghini? He's Mike? a different type of person. Yeah. You want a bikini? Mike, you want to call your wife mama? But he's done you better job. work, Mike. He should be appreciated for the job he's done. Yes, ma'am. He, he needs to be appreciative for the work he, for the work he's done. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's all been said. I can't. <laughs> all right. So the next clip was the highlight of last week's coronavirus live. Basically, Trump goes on and on, patting himself on the back about all the supplies and ventilators that him and his team are facilitating. But right when you get bored and are about to tune out, <laughs> like listen, we just did, yeah, yes, <laughs> because it's appreciative, appreciative, appreciative. Listen closely to when the reporter follows up. Because he says, so you're saying every person who needs a ventilator will be able to get one? That's the question. Right. Because it's hard to hear the question. And especially after all the bullshit. <laughs> was building up to is, is, are you able to guarantee it, to assure these states, these hospitals, that everybody who needs a ventilator will get a ventilator? So here's what I'll tell you. I think we're in really good shape. This is a pandemic, the likes of which nobody's Nobody seen, seen before. Uh, I think we're in great shape. I think that, number one, we've distributed... Ventilators is a big deal. We've distributed <laughs> okay, vast huh. numbers of ventilators, <laughs> really? and we're prepared to do I'm a big deal. The ventilators numbers. are a big deal. Uh, I think we're in great shape. I hope that's the case. I hope that we're going to have leftovers so we can help other people, other countries. Who needs what will be able to get a ventilator? Uh, look, look, don't be a cutie pie, okay? You know, everyone who needs one. Nobody's ever done what Come on, we've done. That's Nobody's ridiculous. Done everyone has like needed one. What are you even talking about? Even and everything I took over was a mess. You know, a I, country, I, country I can't no so guarantee everyone a ventilator. What am I, President of the United States? What am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? What, what, do you understand what Obama did? Do you understand what Obama did? I was left with. I was left with a normal situation, and then I got to deal with this shit. Do you understand what it's like to have a normal situation, and then you go in? and you destroy that and then you create a chaos horror terror i didn't know i was huh? gonna get Do a you? freaking epidemic when i go and take all the money budget from the cdc that's the last thing i thought every other president lowers the budget to the cdc and then i got to deal with a pandemic on my hands come on i don't fucking care about ventilators here i said to myself i said to myself i said to myself hey you know hey hey self you are <laughs> the best self listen you know what i'm gonna do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna give all the money to the corporations and then what's gonna happen they're going to get rich. We're going to get rich. Do you think that I would have thought to myself, there's going to be a plague while I'm giving all the money to all the corporations and to myself? 
Not that it matters because we're still keeping all the money. <laughs> and we're still going to make money off this. So it doesn't matter. By the way, cutie pie, uh, like that is, I mean, the motherfucker wrote the book on how to be condescending. Yes. yes. And yes. Yep. it's already like, I know that a high heel would have gotten whipped at his head if he had said that to a woman, but he wouldn't say it to a woman because it's, it's, it's an open hand slap across the face of a man. It's just so insulting like and they just come sit on. there they just sit there and they just sit they there. just sit there and take it they take it they they he has peggy davis eyes and they bend <laughs> right over okay there were so many good moments this week countless times that trump told reporters they were snarky or nasty or he told them how to do their jobs or he brought in ex-strippers to pretend to be reporters so they could ask him questions about abortion during coronavirus do you think that like you Mr. President, many different state countries have totally stopped doing abortions during Corona plague. Do you agree with what's going on so that we don't kill fetuses in the times of Corona and that people can have masks and stuff and not have abortions? I mean, at like one point, and I know you guys know this because you're all like fucking social media, you know, detectives, but like. We watched the shit live and and a poo almost came out of my butt. Like <laughs> he brought up the fucking guy who's always on is it wigs selling my oh, pillow my with his freaking dyed hair and mm-hmm. his mustache and his synthetic yep. pillows mm-hmm. that are a fucking fire hazard that give you all body acne that don't decompose mm-hmm. in a in the you know mm-hmm. trash degradable yeah they're non-biodegradable they go in the trash bin they mm-hmm. sit there like diapers they're mm-hmm. fucking disgusting the only thing good about it is that it's he's that his company is 100% American made and that he one time you know how to crack problem those are the only two good <laughs> things about this guy and then he comes up by the podium in the Rose Garden and wants to talk about all the families and we all need to get start reading the good Bible again and I'm just like is it wigs the pillow guy from is it wigs is out here I couldn't believe it. I'm like, like, I just wrote something. I just like jotted this down. Um, I just jotted, jotted this down in the back of my of this uh, paper. And <laughs> I'd like to read like we need to. This was great. God's grace that he gave us. Trump. Pandemic. Yeah. And this pandemic. And he gave us <laughs> Trump. And um, I think it's wonderful that God you know, graced us with Trump. And we need to read our Bibles and he hand lick our Bibles and stuff on the back of a crinkly piece of Walmart mm, printer mm, paper. Mm, he mm. hand wrote with some ballpoint, big ballpoint <laughs> pen that he found on the the right house lawn, a little quick ditty about how we're, we all need to spend time with our families and get back into reading the Bible and how wonderful Trump and Mike Pence were. And I almost lost my lifestyle when I saw that shit. I'm like, you literally rolled up in here with the guy from my pillow. Who and then, then gave, start- yeah. Who gave Trump a hundred thousand dollars in 2018? And God knows how much money last year. So we could go on and on and on, but in the interest of time, we're going to end on a moment that happened on yesterday's episode of Coronavirus Live when the wind picked up and knocked over the fake box that was mocked up to show the COVID-19 mobile test unit, and it also blew Trump's hair system. Listen closely to hear what he says after 10 seconds of trying to lay it back down. By lay it back down, we mean his hair. In New York, the 2,900-bed hospital under construction, which is now completed, they completed it in three days, you might say three and a half days, at the Javits Center, will be completed today. Here's, be, here's where the wind picks up. Look, it's getting very stressed so out. Going up, I think we're going to be adding some more beds, which will be completed today. And we've opened up, whoops, there goes our box. <laughs> now my hair's blowing around. <laughs> 
and it's mine. The one thing you can't get away with, if it's not you, you got a problem. Give your precedent. <laughs> and nearly 3,000 medical I mean, okay. Like, Play it again, my man. I, just I, the hair I part. Just, just, hey, and my hair is blown around. I mean, those are a box. And my hair's blowing around. <laughs> and it's mine. The one thing you can't get away with, if it's not you, you got a problem. It's my hair. Give your precedent. It's my own hair. It's my hair. It's my, my forehead is 14 inches way back to the bar, back of my head. Ivana did that. That's why I raped her. And uh, <laughs> I was hey. mad for a while, but now I've got a nice. I have. Lo- if if he were to unhairspray his hair and <laughs> let it fall in the way that it needs to fall, do you know how long it would I be? I mean, honestly, it's to his shoulders. It's it's three so long silky corn silk, <laughs> you know, orange white powder white strands that hang from the back of his head long silky to his shoulders straight they push it all up and brush it forward tease it down and swish it back linda Uh, dr linda yeah he did took us to skew on the tiny bicicleta on trump's hair system yep and thank god that is how profound this podcast has changed people's lives (laughs) because we all know and i was already checking out his hair because it was in a full bouffant this time i was like oh his hair it looks yeah. really a lot of volume today a lot of volume he put some mousse or mm-hmm. he's got something working he's doing some hair vitamins and meow meow was in and out i and think he put a <laughs> i think he put a bump in it oh he, he had to have i think he got with the fucking guy from my pillow and oh, he got some yes. of the synthetic yes, fucking yes nasty mm-hmm. feathers oh good one and now he gets the feathers poked yep. in there yep. with some of the my pillow yeah. yep synthetic bullshit to keep his hair and it's it's thick and when it started blowing he <laughs> lost his train of thought he's like almost completed and uh, they got the things uh, and they're going to be completed and it's just the hospital's completed <laughs> there goes our box she's <laughs> i mean i we really recommend uh, like youtubing it in real life because mm-hmm. it's a joy watching him try to lay his his hair down yeah and as someone who has hairsprayed bangs that blow around in one unit and mm-hmm. it is embarrassing i feel him on it but that's what you get when you signed up to be president yeah you should have had the balls to shave your head yep shave your head yep okay now we get to talk mm-hmm. to someone else besides each other in our very first Ugh. quarantine <gasps> kiki Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the door. Right. Let's have a kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Die. Turn. Work. Let's have a kiki. We are going to serve. And work. And turn. And honey. This is the part of the show where we get to talk to a performer or an activist about a subject that's usually off limits. Politics. But our guest today is both an iconic performer and an activist. And she doesn't give a fuck what's off limits. She's a literal trailblazer in everything she's ever done. Like, the woman is such a force. She has revolutionized entire fucking industries. Mm-hmm. And I'm serious. If she sat and actually examined the amount of lives she's impacted, her head would probably explode. Like, even this podcast right here wouldn't exist if it wasn't for her because julie and i never would have even met each other if it wasn't for her it's that that level that's literally true by the (laughs) way that's actual literally actually actual (laughs) ashley true 
Uh, well, we can finally thank her for the entire last decade of our lives. So without further ado, we're so happy to have our first Kiki of the quarantine season with Rosie motherfucking O'Donnell. Hi, well, hello. <laughs> Hi. That was some intro. Boy, I don't know if I'll be able to live up to that. I mean, I think so. Th- this isn't the time to to think about all all that you've done. It, you might just end up having to like go drive your car off of a cliff. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's any t- kind of big thoughts mm-hmm. are just overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It's time to keep things small and and not like try to look too far into the future because that's where we all get a little screwed up yeah that's why getting high is hard right now (laughs) i get so 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 high i'm like this is too high i need to be more shallow i need to be more low right you know yeah now have you ever said that when you were not in a pandemic this is too high (laughs) actually yeah yeah oh you have yeah 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 that's when you change to a different drug right and try something else Because that's a different edible or whatever. And you're like, well, that was too much. So maybe next time I'll do the chewy one and not the cookie. This guy, my friend gave me these uh, edibles that each brick, it looks like a Lego brick. Mm. Each brick has 100 milligrams. So, you know, he said, don't take a lot. (laughs) Yeah, right. He said, don't take a lot. And I took like the tiniest bite. And I was off to another planet for a few hours. So now they just, they're sitting there and I'm looking at them going, it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, haven't you been, when you do, sometimes with edibles, don't you feel like it's like, you're like, well, this is a different drug. This isn't even the same drug. Yes, definitely. You have to take a nap a lot. I find after an edible, I'm like, well, guys, time to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are actually the first person we've talked to on this podcast in in quarantine. In the quarantine, yeah. So get I know our 14 listeners would be thrilled to hear what a day in the the life of of your quarantine is like since we're all just doing weird shit. <laughs> well, do either of you have kids? No. Julie, you don't, right? No. No, we I don't. don't. We, we, ha- don't. we don't. Yeah. We don't. We have we have So pets. I've got a 20-year-old boy, an 18-year-old girl, and a 7-year-old girl here. And luckily, thank the Lord, the nanny is here. She got sort of quarantine stuck. And I've never been so happy in my life that she has been because she's been so great and helpful. You know, with one kid home all the time is hard. But with three, it's nearly impossible. One's trying to do homework with the printer not working. The baby is on the Zoom with her class of kindergartner or first graders. And my son is working at the uh, Wegmans, you know, where he's treated as a hero every time he goes in. He goes, who would have thought? He goes, who would have thought that this is like people are treating me like I've been to Vietnam? True. Right, because they're getting their groceries or whatever from him. So we're like, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you for, you know, getting into the COVID madness. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, he's on the true. front line, yeah, essentially. He he's a first responder. Yeah. <laughs> okay? He's a first responder. Kind of. You know, that's what he feels like. And I'm proud of him for being so brave. But I'm every day, you know, I haven't had a heart attack eight years ago, so I'm one of those pre-existing conditions. Mm. Don't get it, you old person, you know? (laughs) And um, so when he comes home, I always get, you know, oh, God. And every day I say to him, you know, honey, it wouldn't be a bad thing if you wanted to give notice just for a while. (laughs) He's like, Mom, I'm on the front line. I'm like, okay, sweetie. Yeah, so do you just spray him down with Clorox when he walks in? Well, he comes in and he leaves his stuff in this little art studio garage that I have. And then he goes right upstairs, takes a shower and washes his clothes. Oh, 
So we're, we've so far been okay and um, going to think only good things. Imagine what it's like for the families of nurses and mm. doctors and hospital workers. Mm. I, I can't even believe it, you know. About a week before, so three weeks ago, I fainted from my um, blood pressure medicine was too low. Mm. And I fainted and I fell on the stairs and I had to go to the hospital because I, I cut my nose open and I needed stitches. And it was so funny because it was the very beginning of uh. the COVID madness, you know. And I said to the nurses and the doctors, have you had a lot of COVID patients? And they said, no, but we're getting ready. We know what's coming. You know, I was never so anxious as mm. when I was in. I was had to stay overnight because I bumped my head, too. And I thought the whole time, don't breathe in, you know. <laughs> Just if you could only just breathe out, just breathe. Yeah, that's so scary. That's so scary. It really is scary. It's the whole thing is is overwhelming. It's really like a movie in the 80s. Yeah. You know, with maybe Sigourney Weaver or Jane Alexander, something like that. Yeah. Go go on. Let's just talk about (laughs) that. I mean, it feels like Night of the Comet. Do you remember that one, Rosie? Yes, I do. (laughs) If only Morgan Freeman were really actually president. (laughs) Exactly. Wouldn't that be so good? I constantly think about, about you know, having a heart attack yes. or my own yep. paranoid, you know, episode where I have to go to the hospital. Or my, I have a couple friends that are pregnant. I'm like, what are they thinking? Yes. Or people that are giving, you know, birth. Giving birth. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. It's it's a terrifying time, I got to say. And to think that, you know, they said another month. So we've been doing it 15 days. So it's double what we just did. Mm. And um, it's probably <laughs> not going to be. Right, when you think of it that way, whoa, uh, right? Oh, I was Did just... Did you hear that woman who gave that metaphor, who's a doctor who came online and gave the metaphor about the lily pond? No. Okay, so she's like, imagine that there's a pond and there's lily pads. And at first you have one, but this lily pad has a viral kind of content to it. So instead of just growing as they grow, every, one becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight. So on the 30th day... The lily pad, lily pond was full. At what day was the lily pond half full? Oh. Um, the day before. Oh, wow. Ooh. Oh, no. The day before. She's like, so you can go and go and go, and then you hit a number where it just all topples like the dominoes all fall. And she's like, that's what we're looking at, and that's why people are so freaking out. And, you and know, that's and then why flatten the curve, right? Flatten the curve, right. flatten Trying the curve. Trying to flatten the curve. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's crazy. You see those numbers in New York every day skyrocketing. And and then you, you know, last night I, I wasn't feeling well, not, not COVID related. I just <laughs> went to bed, took a nap, and I woke up in the middle of his press conference and I felt Oy. like I was dreaming. <laughs> that was like off his mind, out of control insanity yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that's when we really clicked over into... Armageddon in my mind it yeah. was like his ass standing in that rose garden oh my god <laughs> right. he fired the entire I mean we're just thinking like okay it was weird and it's been a comedy horror show from the beginning every press conference right but at least they're okay there's the doctors there and the other doctor lady and even Mike Pence whatever and then all of a sudden they're all gone yeah and he's just in yeah. the rose garden have you watched the those press conferences do you watch them every day Yeah, pretty much. I watch Andrew Cuomo every day. And then, you know, when Trump is starting, I'm usually binging something on Netflix and friends will text me saying he's starting. And then I have a big decision to make. (laughs) Do I I want to actually go listen to this asshole or or not? And some days I do and other days 
you know, I can take 10 minutes some mm, days, mm-hmm. but yesterday I seemed to watch the whole thing and, and I was dumbstruck, you know. Who do you believe about mm. coronavirus? Is there anyone on the team you trust? Or... Well, Fauci, but, you know, he's only recently found his balls and decided to <laughs> sort of stand up to him. Yeah. I mean, what is it about Trump that makes people throw away their entire life's work? Mm-hmm. Right? Like Dr. Yeah. Britt. What, what is she doing? She's like become the woman in the Hunger Games. And, and he has such a scientific mind and he really gobbles up all of this information. He doesn't read. No. The man can't read. <laughs> It, the last thing I would say is that he has a scientific yes. mind. The fact that someone of any of anyone could stand up in front of a group of people and go, you know what Donald Trump has? A scientific <laughs> mind. I don't. This is the woman who saved all those people from AIDS, right? This is the woman who came up with all those things with Fauci. And she's just throwing it. Yeah. Throwing it away. And I don't get it. I, I really don't. Senators doing it yeah. and people standing behind him. Yep. and. You know, what what is this going to look like in the history books? His absolute lunacy and our inability to do anything about it. It's unbelievable. I saw Fauci in some interviews saying, well, what do you want me to do? Knock him down and take over the microphone? And I'm like, yes, I fucking do. That's exactly what I want you to do. And I when when he starts calling um, reporters cutie pie, you know. I wish they would say, hey, fuck you. Just yeah. one reporter. Yeah. Yo. Just so, you know, fuck you, you fucking liar. And <laughs> yeah. like their whole career would be made, number one. Yep. The, um, people would be screaming out their windows. Yes. Thank God somebody finally said it, you know? Yeah, we've we've discussed here, like, why isn't someone, why isn't some, why do? Why is it that you think that one of them, even, um, I can't ever remember his name, old George, the George Clooney looking one or the other Pete guy, Alexander. Pete, yeah. yeah, or that one <laughs> who he just demeaned and demoralized in front of everyone. And it's like, why doesn't that guy just get up and go? Exactly. What do you think it is with them? Like, seriously, I think that in some ways they're afraid of losing their jobs, which mm, is crazy yeah. because I think it would make their entire career. Yep. If somebody had the balls to stand up to him for real and yep. call him out for what he you know and once he starts with you know you little you little cutie pie why don't you ask some cute questions just right then is the perfect place hey fuck you yeah (laughs) hey fuck you it's two words it's so easy to do have you been limiting the amount of news you're watching like do you watch the news at all Yes, only um, because my therapist told me to. <laughs> you know, she said, this is your assignment for the week is turn it off. So now I don't watch until Nicole mm. Wallace. I, I look for Andrew Cuomo's press conference. Then I watch Nicole Wallace at four. And then I watch Rachel Maddow. And what's um, Rachel been saying? You know, she's been great. She's been like calling him out and, and putting up, you know, scientists who refute everything he says and She's been a comfort, I have to tell you that. I've never met her, but I feel like I owe her a lot for keeping me sane. There's a lot. You know, people are doing a lot. And if the money really gets to the people who need it, like when we did that that show on Sunday night, that was for the Actors Fund because we knew they already had a pathway and a charter in their foundation to give money directly to people. And, you know, we're trying to find that for first responders, Mm. trying to find it for nurses for you know anything that they need it for and there's a couple of organizations that we're looking at so if we do another one we're going to do it for um for nurses and 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 doctors and first responders yeah even people who work for instacart and postmates, postmates. they are not being paid extra at all to stand in 
three hour lines or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's crazy. I mean, people are like striking today, supposedly with Instacart, which I'm oh. I'm happy for them because they're putting themselves in danger for pennies, yeah. you know, for so people can stay home and get their groceries delivered, which is good. But it's like these people should be paid for for their bravery and yeah. courage and also because they need money or yeah. they wouldn't be out there. Right. Right. Well, you got to tip them big. When anyone comes to your house with anything, you got to throw in a 20 or a 50 or whatever you can, That's, you know, be- yes. because they are risking their lives. And some of them go, no, you don't have to. I'm like, I want to. Thank you. Be yeah. safe. You know, like anyone like who's doing the kind of one on one interactive work. Sometimes when they show up with, with DoorDash at my house for with food, they don't have a mask on. I'm like, dude. I know because they're not given masks. That's what I read about Instacart anyway, that they're begging for masks. They don't have them. But I'm like, okay, well, if you, they don't get masks, you better be paying them double for, mm-hmm. you know, so they get paid per delivery. So if they have to wait an hour to pick up, you know, Jack in the Box, then they don't get paid extra for that. It's just whatever they get for the delivery. I don't know why I take I it know. so personally. I'm just like, God, that sucks, man. Yeah. These people Is are that like... A- an L.A. company? I've never heard of Instacart. Yeah, they deliver groceries. It's all California. I know that. But they deliver groceries from any grocery store. And they're striking today um, because they're just not making enough money in there. And they're in the trenches because, the you know, the grocery store lines are hugely long. Yeah. They have, right. you know, no protection and they're not being paid extra. So bad. I want to know, do you believe the bullshit about the, the bat in Wuhan? Or do you think <laughs> that's really where it came from? Or do you... Are you just like, you know, in my paranoia and in my conspiracy theory brain, like I go everywhere with it. You know, why did he not do anything? Why did he send all of that stuff to China, all the PPEs and everything? Why did he send the ventilators away when he knew it was coming here? Or do you think he's that arrogant that when he said we only have five cases and soon it'll be down to none and it will magically disappear? Do you think he believed his own bullshit? I don't know. I mean, a lot of these viruses have come from animals, so it does make sense that it could have come from a bat. But it's it's uh, it's a mystery. We'll probably never know. There is a lab there in Wuhan. Yep. I mean, of course, and Julie thinks it's Putin and, (laughs) you know, President Xi together. And I'm having and I'm not the huge conspiracy theory person, but it's in the last year I've started to think. Yeah. So but for this particular thing. Russia has literally like under 200 <laughs> cases. China's now fine, apparently, and they're going back to work. And now, granted, they could be lying or whatever, but there's a there's an infectious disease lab in Wuhan. I don't know. I'm just like, I can't get away from the, I guess, my Listen, own paranoia. Yeah. Well, the, the Putin thing is real. I mean, he installed him and, you know, reality winner. You know that girl? Reality yes, winner? of course. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, she found the proof. She released the proof. And she's in prison and has didn't have her Miranda rights, didn't have. And she had received the longest prison sentence of anyone ever convicted or uh, of this. And and, you know, I don't know. There's something going on that's always been stinky from day one with the Russians and him. And you can mm-hmm. say, oh, the Mueller report. Well, read the Mueller report. It says exactly that. Anyway, every time, anytime anyone, it's just, a, again, another crazy thing where it's like the Mueller report exonerated him and blah, blah. blah. It's like, that's not what it says. That's not what it says. What no, you... but Bill Bill Barr, that piece of human shit, <laughs> and he's been he... in the, he's been at the press conferences, lurking around in Elton John drag. <laughs> yeah, Elton John and Judd Goodman had a baby. There it is. I mean, we're trying to tell ourselves like it doesn't matter if who invented it and that's, who caused it, true. and if and if it, all the five biggest banks did it, 
because we're all stuck with it now and mm-hmm. we're just gonna have to go day by day and be a cog in the wheel and take care yeah, of the people around to, us hard to imagine that it could have been purposeful right because it's so out of control but um you know it's definitely up there as a probability it could be you know i don't know i mean you don't want people to get all crazy about who did it and what and and more insane than we already are but yeah, um, I, I mean i can't I even think s- about that yeah. i can't even sleep at night thinking and then when i really can't take it i'll have to like text julie or like look look at her and be like but what if we get stuck with trump what if this whole thing was that we get stuck with trump so that then she has a panic attack and i can just go on with my day well you know michael cohen said that he would routinely doctor the polls for trump and do you wow. think when he got rid of michael cohen he decided oh let's just leave those poll things alone no he has someone else doing that so i don't believe the polls that say he has a 51 percent approval rating i don't believe it mm. I don't know how anyone with more than two brain cells could look at him and think, good job, or, or listen to him lie on a daily basis when confronted with his own words by the reporters. He calls them names and bullies them. The primary year New York got, you know, delayed. Yes. Yeah, delayed. And now we're, we're, we're what were we all going to do mail in ballots for November? That doesn't seem I mean, that doesn't seem like Safe. that can't be cheated. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I hope we did get to do write in ballots because, you know, who knows how long this is going to take and whether or not when the winter comes back on the East Coast, if it's going to kick up again. Ugh. You know, oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> That's what Fauci keeps saying. He says when there's another when it cycles around because in sub-Saharan Africa, it's now their winter and they're seeing an increase in cases again. So, you know, it's uh, it's definitely terrifying to think. It's not like one and done, that it could bounce back and we could have a couple of years of trying to really get it out of of our society, you know? Oh, my God. Sorry, did I just make it worse? (laughs) No, we didn't even know that. You know, Cuomo's doing been doing an amazing job. And Gavin Newsom obviously watched Cuomo and he was like, I'm going to get out there, too, and I'm going to be cool. Why do you think yeah. they are doing a rent freeze, especially in New York? Why aren't they just committing to a full-on rent freeze? Yeah, they should. I don't know. I mean, the amount of people out of work is unbelievable. The amount of people asking for money already, mm-hmm. people in my, my world and life and friends and family, people are panicked. Yeah. People are, you know, all their gigs, if they're a performer for the next six months are wiped out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people are panicking full force and i worry that we're going to be in a serious depression when this does you know kind of go away and people try to get back to to what we were and i hope we don't really get back to that to you know the only goal or the only trophy in the world is money and how we idolize and look up to people who we shouldn't maybe and and just to have a reset with our our society and who we value and how and why and i don't know it it seems like there has to be a reason for this you know it can't be just random terror coming through the world and and no one you know changes as a result yeah i would i agree with that i mean historically speaking uh, you know we've we've humanity has lived through plagues you know it's like the black plague or the bubonic plague or whatever and people are cycled out and then something else new cycles in. I think that's true. I think that we are the light at the end of the tunnel would be something great and amazing. Some amazing transformative change is upon us. 
Yes. It definitely is. We're not we're all going to come out of this completely different with completely different values. I mean, there's I, just no way. Right. I mean, I could also come out of this morbidly obese right. from the amount I'm eating well, and the drugs that I'm excellent. doing. Excellent. You and I both will be on my 600-pound life because all I do is wake up and go for sugar. Like, oh, you know, my yeah. my daughter's yeah. like, "You're eating Pop-Tarts again?" I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> It's a pandemic. Exactly. I think that people are going to come out for it better, but I do get scared they're going to be more addicted to social media, which is obviously Mm. toxic. Mm -hmm. I wish Facebook would just go under. I can't stand (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg. Well, can you imagine being Mark Zuckerberg and having all that money Mm -hmm. and giving that little amount? Can you imagine these multi-billionaires who are not stepping up with here's a hundred million dollars to get the masks Mm -hmm. here's a hundred you know i can't it doesn't go in my brain like i don't understand it seems to be all you would want to do it's all that i want to do and it you know during 9 11 i kept giving millions of dollars because i was like we have to throw light on the darkness you know we have to throw light and i was shocked that people didn't just join in and do it you know i thought every rich person in the world would do it after 9 11 and and it hasn't happened and it's not really happening now you know yeah it is pretty shocking i mean we see even during the election even before this i we sort of in a way in a small way when you know during the election with um tom steyer or mike bloomberg or whatever it was like you're spending 400 million dollars on commercials when you could actually buy people homes or send kids to school or give people food and now we're in a situation where people need actual tangible things and no one's like you said why aren't they giving their money stop spending money on commercials about trump and go pay someone's rent like well do something you know i mean just even to give it to for the morale of the nation to see that people who are able to in our country are stepping up i wish that more would you know well let me just (laughs) tell you this statistic for anyone who's who who doesn't know this one is always like so so chilling okay so uh, so for the difference between like a million and a billion, okay, a million and a billion. So a million seconds, do you, can you guess, let's say how much a million seconds is? No idea, years? A million seconds is 11 days, okay? Wow, okay. A billion seconds, 31 years. Oh God almighty, that's something to think. 31 years, so we're talking about even... People with, you know, $3 billion. This is horrible to say, and I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it. So when we did that uh, thing the other night for the Actors Fund, Catherine McPhee and David Foster, who's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, they each gave $1,000. Well, I'm going to say... everyone typed in and said, you should have seen the look on your face, because I'm sure I was shocked. I'm sure first I thought I heard $100,000, and then I, like, listened again. No, $1,000. I want to see the receipts. Catherine McPhee, David Foster, take it away. Oh, be Catherine McPhee. For all those times you stood by me, for all the truth that you made me see, for all that joy you brought to my life, for all the wrongs that you made right. Everything I am. 
We can't hear anymore, but um, oh no, you can't hear me. You can hear us. Yes, I can. You can hear us. We can hear you. Thank you so much. Donate to Actors Fund. We're both donating ourselves a thousand dollars each from our own bank accounts. For your hundred thousand, thank you so much. Yeah. That was huge. And you're killing it. How much money do we think David Foster has? Does he have He's got uh, five, over a hundred people? People Googled it because, <laughs> and then they sent me that he's worth uh, in the internet worth of you know how they rate it there a hundred million dollars yeah, okay you know he's produced so many songs he has royalties on so many songs it's probably more than that but a minimum of a hundred million i mean a thousand dollars it's like <laughs> pathetic <laughs> it it's is, pathetic that is well pathetic. you know you always do what you can and i right. always say you know if people like me who are wealthy give a lot of money, it doesn't lessen the value of the $10 that you can give if that's all that you have, you know. Right. But when you're a multi-multi-millionaire, to think that you only have $1,000 in a time of, of a plague where people are dying, you know, and the world is shut down. If not now, when? Exactly. And this if this this thing more than any other plague, it's like... We aren't people aren't just dying and getting sick. They can't make money. We can't work. <laughs> right. This is shedding light. I mean, this we we were we voted for Elizabeth Warren, by the way. I, like, wait, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> I love Elizabeth okay. Warren. She was my number one. Yeah, like our number one. Uh, like, but if this isn't putting a light on exactly what she has been talking about, you know, yes. especially in this election cycle and for people listening or voting or whatever and it's like here it is the 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 and, and i you know bernie talks about it too but it was elizabeth warren who had the plan but yeah, he talks about it like a grumpy old man that yeah. no one wants to listen to <laughs> right well you know because of, uh, blah, 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 blah. shut up exactly. i mean he's been in the he's been in the senate forever he's done fucking nothing nothing <laughs> i know susan sarandon loves you bernie but it's not enough obviously you can't vote for elizabeth warren are no, and I was not, you know, listen, like everyone else, I was not thrilled that it was Joe Biden. But guess what? If that's our horse in the race, then we're going to back the horse in the race mm -hmm. to anything to get him out. And I pray to God that he picks someone of merit. Come on, to, Harris. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Kamala Harris is what <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Elizabeth would take it. I think she's going to be president one day. And uh, I, I think that she probably would wait one one four year cycle and then run against him. Would you be torn if Bernie said he was going to run with Elizabeth, take her as a I don't think she would do it because last time in 2016, when it came down to Bernie or um, Hillary, Hillary, she went with Hillary, you know, which is against sort of a lot of the things that she believes and stands. But she was trying to, you know, support women, I think, and also win, you know, and mm -hmm. which we did. But it was cheated on by the Russians and Trump, you know. <laughs> I mean, we did win. It was kind of obvious. And, and when reality winners sent exactly how they did it, you know, she was locked away for six years of her life. This young woman with a sterling record in the military and who speaks all these languages and, you know, did nothing but good in her life is sitting in a cell because she stood up for the American people and said, listen, here's the proof of what you're arguing about on the news every night. Here's the proof, you know. And uh, it's just so heartbreaking to me. It is. That's fucked up. It, and they also just sort of like dragged her name through the mud, too. Like yeah. they made her look like a trash box. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, right. They, and it right. Was, that's what they do. Yeah. 
before we let you go, what do you think the the critical issue Americans will be voting on in in the primary? I mean, in November, really. I think his gross incompetence. That's what I think. He he is grossly incompetent and he's cruel beyond measure. And I think that humans, when they're put in this position where we all now are home and afraid and and we don't know what's going on, that uncertainty, we want some kind of stability, some kind of sanity, some kind of kindness yeah. to bring this country together again. And I think his vitriolic rants are going to bite him in the ass, you know. He's Good. so mentally ill. He's so mentally ill. It's, it's you know, and as somebody with mental illness, I suffer fairly significantly with depression, you know, but some somebody who is so mentally ill like him, it's it's jarring to see, you know, and those duty to warn doctors, all those psychiatrists who put out a big uh, book duty to warn that they're not supposed to diagnose people without ever seeing them. But oh, yeah. they felt they had a duty to warn and they put out go on that website, you will be totally flipped out about what they say about his mental state when your own therapist and i'm speaking for myself literally almost every session brings up donald trump i go right. this is weird but uh, you know i'm not against it but it's that's how deep it is do you know anyone who has it nope. no we don't actually do you so you know no yes oh, i do two oh. people that are my friends and and Terrence McNally was a friend of oh, mine who right. died. That's right. You know, so I'm, I'm thinking there are only 2,000 people dead, and I know three of them. Like, how is that possible? I think because no. only celebrities are getting it. <laughs> we don't know many celebrities. <laughs> I swear we don't know anyone that has it. I'm like, God, a lot of celebrities sure are getting this. That is true. I mean, but they, but that's, you're right. I, I mean, you know. probably know, like, fucking Rita Wilson and Tom. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes. Were those the other two? Yes. Those <laughs> the other two celebs. <laughs> No, but one of my fr a friend of mine in California actually has it. Mm. She's a uh, teacher at a high school in in, in L.A. and oh, okay. she just she just got um, Ugh, diagnosed. Got diagnosed. Yeah, which is I mean I can't imagine if I was diagnosed. I have so much anxiety as it is that if they told me you do definitely have it, I probably would flip the fuck out. <laughs> Before we go, can you tell us the symptoms of the heart attack though? Because I do keep thinking I'm having one. Okay, it's hep. H-E-P-P-P. -P -P. You're hot. You're hotter than you've ever been in your entire life. Okay, you're exhausted like you can't walk up the stairs. Okay, you fall asleep like every five minutes. You're, you're in pain, and the pain can be anywhere from your jaw to your back to your lower back to your legs. It's not only in your chest when you're a woman. It goes everywhere. I had pains in my biceps, both of them. At the same time, it felt like a grizzly bear had ripped out my biceps mm. and that was the only pain that i had um so hot exhausted pain pale you're whiter than a ghost and okay. if you're african-american you're very ashy and then the last one is puke when your body is finally like at the very end you throw up a very watery milky type of weird throw up and uh it wasn't like any throw up you've ever had it, it almost is like your body expelling something that it, it, like as a warning almost it was mm. the weirdest throw up that i ever had so hot exhausted pain pale puke well that's going to be very helpful to me because i'm talking every 20 minutes i'm like well my arm's tingling i'm having a heart attack <laughs> thank you for being here yeah. and, and for this stupid fucking podcast for our 14 <laughs> listeners Oh, hi, 14 listeners, and I think you're all great people. Um, you can go to Rosie.com or I'm at Rosie on everything, like from TikTok to Twitter 
to Instagram, just at Rosie, you and can if, find me. And if anyone wants to give money to the Actors Fund or to any of the organizations that you're working with, is there a specific uh, site they can go to to find that from you? Or? Yeah, theactorsfund.org. They will take your money gladly. And, you know, the I mean, the entertainment industry, the Broadway community, that's because that's where I am and that's where I live. That's my, those are my people. You know, that's who we took care of first, and we hope to take care of a, a wider contingent if we can. But the, the actorsfund.org, they do great work for, for actors in all kinds of trouble. Thank you again, Rosie. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you, guys. Hang in there. You too. You too. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the giant zombie pandemic nightmare that we are all living in right now. Trump and his trolls make it impossible for her on a normal week, but finding silver linings in the time of corona is the stuff of fucking miracles. You're doing the Lord's work here, meow meow. So hit us with your so there's that. I know it's going to be <laughs> shitty just because I built it up like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, if you thought finding a so there's that in regular Trump life is hard, <laughs> try finding something good in a global pandemic. Okay. There's not much right now getting us through the lonely tunnel of social distancing and self-isolation. And the good news train seems to have left the station about two weeks ago. And unless you're paying real close attention, any new ones never seem to stop when you want them to, like a regular train, which is why I hate public transportation, <laughs> even though it's good to do. I know I'm being negative since it's really the best form of transportation, but ultimately it smells, it's crowded, it takes forever, and I always miss the train that I want, just like my life. Stop it, Corona girl. Stop it. We won't fall for your negative trap. But we are, but we won't. Well, I must have been at the right place at the right time, along with the other riders, because I got on the train and the motherfucker went right to Hogwarts. So the other night on March 28th, one of America's national treasures had her show on like she does every night. However, this wasn't like any other night. No, no, no. Since the quarantine, this legal eagletress had to do her show from what I can only gather is the back of perhaps one of her friend's bars where she can drink for free and put up a green screen of the American flag or where she had an indiscriminate moment with a gentleman caller. One could gather this from what was going on with her hair, her face and her attitude. And I, for one, am here for it. I'm talking no other than Judge Jeanine Pirro, the Fox News Trump sycophant who I can't help but still love. Her show <laughs> is called Justice with Judge Jeanine. She was a DA, a judge, and now she has firmly planted up Donald Trump's shriveled ball sack. She's super conservative, but there's something about her that I love. I love her so much, and I keep thinking it just can't be true. And really, at this point, it's not even about her being conservative. I just can't believe it's her absolute loyal love for Trump. I just don't get it. I don't understand. She's a power fucker. Right. And the other thing I do get is being drunk at work. Oh, yes. We wrote the book. <laughs> Janine bought our book. And really, yes. she read it cover to cover she read it cover to cover now since we're all stuck at home binging netflix and every other binge flicks i often go to fox news to get enraged 
which then inspires me to work out and do punching and air fighting. And sometimes I even enjoy what I like to call a self-care, self-talk, debate self. That's when you really tell someone off and get your debate on alone. Well, on March 28th, I turned on the Flying Eagle of Justice to see what's doing, and she did not disappoint. First off, when I tuned in, I was scared. I was confused because she wasn't even there. Some other fox whorebag was filling in and said Judge Janine would be in shortly, as if she's late due to traffic or the subway. Or, as we will come to see, being high and drunk and freshly fucked. Or right, late to where? <laughs> her living room? Or any number of these things. <laughs> Two segments down, ju- Judge appears. Off camera, you hear her say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Camera comes up. She puts a drink to the side, which you can see in the video, that has a straw and we're off to the drunk justice races. <laughs> Now, she could have soda or tea or a combo of tea, soda, Chardonnay in that cup. Either way, there's alcohol in it. Or, ring, ring, Chardonnay. <laughs> that's right. Ring, <laughs> ring, Chardonnay. Or a dissolved Vicodin. She's slurring. She's swaying. Her hair looks like a man's hand has ruffled through it. She's laughing at non-jokes, smiling throughout, thinking funny thoughts to herself, chewing on her lip, and just having a gay old time with herself and her guests. Twitter exploded. They dragged the judge through court. They shamed her. They made fun of her. Just relentless. Well, let this soaring mighty wig of justice teach us all a lesson. The judge banged her gavel and doubled down, and she wasn't having it. I'm not drunk. They had technical difficulties. My hair was like that because of my earpiece. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I wasn't late, so... You know what? She's saying, don't come for me because I'm going to come right back for you. Don't come for me unless I send for you and I'm going to drink in my own home. Don't mind if I do. (laughs) But also keep it coming. She can take it. She's a judge. I love that she responded to people and it's been giving me hours of glorious, mind-numbing, time-killing. Please go find the episode. It's hilarious, infuriating, ridiculous, and utterly entertaining. And it's the exact thing we need right at this coronavirus moment. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Quarantine Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much and we are so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour. There's no politics, no ads, no Trump, no social distancing, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. Just go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics to sign up. And if you're still on the fence when you get there, scroll down to the episode from September 11th. It's unlocked and free for you to try out. But we know we are in this shit for a minimum of two more weeks. So you should sign up now. Listen to a million episodes while you're cleaning your coronavirus house or doing your COVID-19 daily walk. And then when this is all over, you can cancel it. Go back in the world again, knowing that you are part of the dumb gay pandemic known as our Patreon. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Rosie motherfucking O'Donnell. Drop that mic. How'd you do, I... See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. 
by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man. With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom.